Hey, love. Welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. Alright girl, welcome to this week's episode. We are going to talk about how God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Rhetorical question, you already know the answer. So last week we talked about expanding our capacity so we could receive what God has for us. And this week we're going to talk about how once you expand your capacity, having confidence in what God has given you and moving forward with it and being able to do what it is you need to do with what you have. And it's a mindset. It's a faith thing. If you stay focused on him, you can follow where he leads. You can feel empowered in believing in what he says. And so let's talk about me. (laughs) No. For real, this is the best way I can explain it to you so you can relate to the topic, so you can understand, and so you can apply it to your own life. So let's start there. So if you are in fact in a season where you're transitioning into your purpose, I know a lot of my girls are in our community because we talk about it in Bible study. And most of us are in transition phases um, quite often in our lives. Most of the time they're small, but when you find yourself in a big transition where you're basically reintroducing yourself to the world because God comes in and shakes things up, that's what he does. He's the Lord of shaking and he will come in and be like, hey, I want you to do a thing. And you're like, this thing, Lord, I'm not qualified. I'm not prepared. I don't know how to do this thing. I don't know if I can do it. I'm afraid. And he's like, exactly. That's why I'm picking you because where you are weak. I am strong because I've been reading The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. I finished it last week. I am being fully transparent and open and honest with you guys. And I will share a little bit about my transition and my journey because I need to start applying this stat ASAP. Most of you may know, I actually work in critical care as a respiratory therapist. And for those of you who don't know who respiratory therapists are, were the people during the pandemic that were like, wow, we didn't really realize how much we really needed you until the pandemic. And then they started appreciating us. So basically for what I do in respiratory therapy, I mainly work in the intensive care units. We are part of the emergency response team. You probably won't see a respiratory therapist unless it's a dire need, life and death situation. So we run the life support, work on getting people off of it. We troubleshoot it. We maintain it. We optimize it for the person that's on it. um, We attend all the codes, which is emergency situation in which we do CPR. We are trying to save lives. And most of the time we do successfully. Pandemic was a time where I had seen the most and it was a very rough and emotionally taxing time. But that felt like working 25 years. So I've only been a respiratory therapist for eight years since I graduated college. And so I'm like, okay, I knew 
probably about my fifth year. I'm not going to be doing this the rest of my life. It is a lot. And then the pandemic came and I was like, Lord, yeah, this is a lot. And so I was already considering it. However, lately in starting her promise circle and just knowing how fulfilling it is for me, just knowing that I'm in purpose, that it is bigger than me. It is indeed something that I have never done before. And it's indeed something I would have to trust that God put it in me to lead. And so in transitioning from having a full-time nine to five, many of you may know, if you have a nine to five or if you work 12 hours or eight hours overnight like I do, then you understand that going from one thing to a completely different other thing can be scary. It's uncomfortable. It's a big leap. It requires you to reintroduce yourself as someone new. It requires you to trust God to provide in the new place. And so it's just like the transition into the promised land, right? Before they entered the promised land, God was giving them manna from heaven. They had to go outside and get it, but it was raining manna. It was food delivered to their door. It was their Uber Eats, if you will. And before they went into the promised land, it stopped. And so they had to move. And in the promised land, it was a land of milk and honey. It was fertile. It was flourishing. It was abundant. And so that's kind of how I'm feeling. It feels like I don't have the grace to do that type of work anymore. It feels like God has kept me and carried me through it. And now it feels like I'm trying to rely on myself to get through it most days. It feels like even if I have full rest, don't feel like I have the capacity to handle the situations I'm in now and before I was floating through it. And so transition is often presented to you by God as a, okay, I'm moving over here. Are you coming? Think about the pillar, the cloud that he used for Israelites. He moved the cloud and they would know where his presence was. If only I had a cloud, right? But now we have to notice when his grace lifts from one area and is presented in another. And so for me, I am fulfilled. I feel like even when I'm working late at night on her promise circle, I feel like it pours into me just as much as I pour into it. And that feels like where I'm supposed to be. And because of that, like I said, I am now in transition, okay, between doing what it is most people are like, yeah, you know, you get a stable job, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house and you die, you know? And then it's like, oh, no, you're going to do this for so many years. You're going to pull back, take some time off, find yourself closer to God. And then you're going to transition into something totally different. And that is your purpose. And so who knows where it's going to go? Because it didn't start out as a business. Okay, just full transparency. And so God, over the years, he developed it into this thing that is way bigger than me, in which I would need help, in which I would need to trust him more, in which I would need faith in him, in which I would need abundance supplied, provision for. And so I'm in this place, which if any of you are understanding now and can relate, where I'm having to reintroduce myself. Yes, I did critical care respiratory therapy for eight years, the past eight years, but now I am the founder and CEO of Her Promise Circle, a faith-based women's wellness community. Sure, it still has to do with health, but it's a completely different focus, a completely different light. 
a completely different level of faith in God. Because how much faith do you need in God to go to a job that pays you every two weeks consistently as long as you show up? Not much. They're going to pay you. And if they don't, they're going to back pay you, right? (laughs) But how much faith do you need if you're going to venture off and do your own thing and be the head of a thing? And come up with a business plan and come up with a business model and come up with a structure and come up with a team and come up with funding. How much faith are you going to need then? Tons. And so Joshua speaks to me, child. Okay, that whole book is literally my life and has been my guide book. And so when you're having to trust God in a new place, it's hard. When you're having to trust God in a way you've never had to before, it's hard. When you're having to trust God to give you confidence in the fact that he has put in you what you need to do this thing, it is hard. When you are walking into a place where God ordained you and you're literally looking for signs like this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it, and you just feel a peace. You feel fulfilled. You feel contentment. You can feel where your grace is at the time. And so you have to trust that you know that's how God operates. That's why I always tell my girls, learn God's character. Because that's how you hear him. That's how you're led by him, is knowing who he is. That's how you talk to or have a relationship with people in your life. You know them. You learned how to trust them, how they're moving. What they say, if it sounds like that, God is no different. It's a relationship. And so the struggles in having to reintroduce yourself, let's talk about it, is coming up out of what everybody considers to be a normal job, right? Having to present yourself as an entrepreneur or having to present yourself as whatever God has you walking into versus what you used to be. And that includes being confident in it. So you're not going to people like, oh, I think I'm going to. No, you're like, yeah, I used to do respiratory. And now I'm the founder and CEO of of a woman's community in which I'm the leader. I'm making all the decisions. I'm feeding this thing with the heart that God gave me, with the ideas that God gave me, with the wisdom God gave me, with the leadership skills God gave me. Walking into a place where you no longer can care about what others think of you. You no longer can care because let me tell you something. No, this is not the 1950s, but people are still pretty old school when it comes to you transitioning out of something that's the norm. When you are coming up out of something that people consider safe. Not everyone's going to be like, good for you. That's awesome. Some people may say it, but other people may say it and also think, oh, how is she going to do this? You're going to need funding. You're going to need provision. Where is it coming from? And you're just like, God, what are we talking about? (laughs) At least that's me. And so you're constantly reminded, and this is the place God loves for you to be in. This is the sweet spot. You're in a place where you must seek him. And what does he say in the word? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. You're in a place where you must seek him. You're in a place where you are relying on him only. God will put you in a place where you have only the choice to rely on him to provide. And that's where I am, child. It's just like God. You're in a place of humbling. 
because you may be big dog from where you came from, but you're starting from the bottom at the entrepreneur thing. You got to provide for your, you got to make sure your brand is a brand. Create brand awareness, begin to network, get yourself out there. You're starting from the bottom in a whole new place. Whether that's job to job or going into entrepreneurship, you're in a whole different transition or place in your life. And God puts us in this sweet spot where we must rely on him solely because we only have him to rely on. And so your faith is strengthened. It's put through the fire, child. It is put through the fire in this transition. So you're now wondering how to reintroduce yourself to people, to your parents who may not understand, to your friends who may not understand. And you're worried about what people think. You're knowing it's bigger than you. Wondering how God is going to supply everything that you need for it. All right, so how do we get through this, Mick? Like, yes, I'm here. I understand. I relate. Like, what can I read? First of all, all of Joshua, okay? All of it, especially chapter one, two, and three, when they're like getting there, when Joshua's getting commissioned by God. So good. Let's talk about Moses. Who else went through this? Moses. When God called Moses to lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, Moses responded by saying, Who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. These are the struggles we face. Who am I, God, that I should do this task? He was unsure of his ability to lead. He was unsure of his ability to complete such a big task. But God reassured him in the very next verse, in Exodus 3 and 12, he said, I will be with you. Doesn't that sound familiar? Because he told Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. Who else went through this, Mick? Well, I'm glad you asked. Gideon, Judges 6 and 15. When God called Gideon to lead the Israelites into battle against the Midianites, Gideon responded and was like, yes, Lord, I'm ready. Nah, sis. He said, but Lord, how can I save Israel? We are the weakest. And I am the least in my family. Meaning, Gideon saw himself as the weakest, the less one to be chose to do this task out of everyone else he knew. Who does this remind you of? David. When Samuel went to go find David to anoint him, Jesse, his dad, presented all his older brothers first. All the brothers who looked strong and big and could be warriors and great and mightily used. The dad even forgot to mention David because he was small, he was stinky, he was in the field. Samuel's like, yeah, that's the one. God looks at the heart, not what's on the outside. So God knows what he put in you. Gideon felt small and insignificant for the task. He felt like he wasn't important enough, like he didn't have the qualifications. But God reassured him by saying, I will be with you in the very next verse. You will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. You will accomplish this task, and not only will you accomplish it, but you will murder it, okay? You will kill it. Anyone else, Mick? Oh, so glad you asked. Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 1, 6, and 8, when God called Jeremiah to be prophet, what did Jeremiah say? Yes, Lord, I'm ready. Let's do this. Mm, He said, yeah, God, I don't know how to speak. 
and I'm too young. And Jeremiah 1 and 6. Moses said, I can't speak. I have a stutter. He felt too inexperienced and inadequate for the task, but God reassured him by saying, don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you. That's in Jeremiah 1 and 8. Don't be afraid. Fear not, for I am with thee. God is with you. These examples show that God is able to work through our weaknesses and doubts to accomplish his will. He doesn't call us based on our own ability or qualification, but on his purpose and plan for our lives. In our weakness, his power is perfected and completed. It shows itself most effectively. What verse is that, Mick? 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Meditate on it this week, okay? Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me so I am well pleased with weakness with the insults of people, with the stresses in my life, with persecution in my life, with difficulties that come up. For when I am weak in my human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, and truly able to draw from God's strength. All right, what's another verse that'll help you this week? Hebrews 13 and 20. God equips us with every good thing to carry out his will and strengthen us to make us complete and perfect as we ought to be accomplishing in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Yes. God equips the called. So it looks like you may not have what you need, but guess what? God equips the called. You do. He abundantly supplies all your needs. When he called you to do it, you will have all you need for it. Promise. All that you need will be supplied. One of my favorite verses, and I keep telling y'all, is 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, where God says he will provide for every good work abundantly in your life. I know that transitioning into something new and pursuing, I know that transitioning into something new and pursuing your purpose with God can be scary. You may feel unqualified or inexperienced, but we have to remember that God doesn't call those who are ready or appear to be ready or have all the things they need. God equips the called. God was, God was with Moses every step of the way, and he will be with you too if you trust him, if you step out in faith. And when you do, God promises to provide for all of your needs. If you are in God's will, there will be nothing you lack. If you are seeking him, all these things will be added unto you. In Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. This means that God will provide abundantly for you if you seek him first and trust his plan for your life. So sis, I want to encourage you to take that leap of faith. Do it. Pursue your purpose. That thing that sets you on fire, that thing that fills you up with joy and contentment, that thing that gives you peace in your spirit that you're doing the right thing, that thing that is bigger than you, that thing that will help other people, do it. And leave everything behind that keeps you from doing it. That relationship especially, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Those people that say no, those people that don't encourage you. I know you've been friends with them since you were two. It doesn't matter. They're not here for this season, okay? That relationship you've been in and been putting work in for how many years? Y'all got a kid together, maybe. It don't matter. 
He's not where you are, and he could be holding you back. You'd be surprised at what you cut off when God will open the windows of heaven to you because some things are keeping you from where you need to go. So this is the season, sis. We're shrugging off everything that's not for us, and we are going with the one that is for us because if God is for us, who should be against us? Trusting God and his plan for your life and remember that if God is for you, who can be against you? Believe in his promises and his word and know that he will abundantly provide in all your needs. So sis, I hope this message encourages you today. I pray that God is with you this week in a way that he's never been before. I pray that you get the strength to leave the things behind that aren't serving you and to follow the things that he has for you. I pray that you step into his purpose for your life and that you have the confidence to do so. You may be scared, but guess what? That dial got to be turned down and that confidence in God got to be turned up. In Jesus' name. Remember that you are loved and valued by God. He has great plans for your life, okay? So thank you for tuning in yet again, sis. Until next time, you take care and God bless you. And let's go.